Okay. Well, today we are continuing. Yesterday we did a very fast rendition of Chapter 26. And the Rebbe's basic message of don't be sad stretches 26, 27, and 28. Three really important chapters to learn. Three chapters that can make a real difference for your life. So today we're beginning Chapter 27. To flow, let's see what happened at the end of 26. 26 was basically telling us sadness is what makes you lose. (laughs) You're stronger. You're strong in the wrestling match. Your godly soul is much stronger than your animal. But if you're burdened by sadness, by depression, you're you're not going to move. You're not going to win. And then we said, so what are we supposed to do? We have things in our lives that make us sad. And the bulk of the chapter dealt with what do you do when you have physical concerns, what we would call real-life concerns, and how do we handle them? And you handle them by understanding that they're part of God's gifts to us. Not that we're looking for such gifts, not that we want such gifts, but take them as gifts. And then we said, oh, right, so we can philosophize away real life, but what about our own avirus? What about transgressions? We're supposed to philosophically accept them? No, we have to do tshuva, we have to repent, and we have to set time. Don't just suddenly be overwhelmed with washes of guilt. It's not coming from a good place. But set times when you'll make an appointment with yourself, when you will have real sadness, sadness whose cause is real, otherwise known as marirus, over your sins. You will do tshuva, and then you'll rejoice, knowing you're even closer than you ever were before. That was the end of 26. 27 says, well... What if you, by the way, 27 is one of my favorite chapters of Tanya. I think the message in it is so strong for all of us. 27 says, well, what if your sadness isn't coming from, God forbid, an actual transgression, but from temptations that you don't give in to? Obviously, if you gave in to them, that would be transgression. Then go back to 26 to see what to do. But here's a thought that came to you, and you pushed it away. But you feel bad. You feel bad. Why am I still stuck? Dealing with the same stuff. I mean, like for years, it comes to me and I push it away. It comes to me and I push it away. It comes to me and I change the channels. So uh, I'm not graduating past this. I'm still stuck at this point. So the Rebbe says, let's let's first differentiate. There's one strategy if these thoughts come to you in your regular day, and one strategy, a different approach if they come to you during times of holiness, of learning, of davening. So chapter 28 will deal with the holy times. Chapter 27 is for the rest of life. So if during your normal life, you're washing your dishes, you're driving carpool, you're at work, and a thought comes to you, you push away. You think, what's my problem? Why am I still battling with this? The rest of us forget it. Total opposite. Rejoice. Why rejoice? Because you're exactly feeling what you're in this world to do. You're fulfilling your job. This is your tough kid. You get the thought, and you push it away. You get the thought, and you push it away. You are fulfilling a mitzvah. Actually, one of the six constant mitzvahs. Don't stray after your hearts and your eyes. Our hearts and our eyes will always give us reason to stray. Maybe they'll make us nervous. Maybe they'll make us sad. Maybe they'll make us tense. Maybe they'll make us worried. Maybe they'll make us angry, fearful. Don't stray. Don't stray. Now, who cannot fulfill this verse? Who could never fulfill the mitzvah? I mean, who can't? It's Adik. 
A tzaddik can never fulfill this mitzvah because he never strays. His eyes never take him in any wrong paths. So he can't fulfill, don't stray. But we can. We can. Our eyes, our minds, our hearts, they take us lots of dark alleys. And every time we don't give in, we're doing something proactive. It's not like, well, I didn't do an Avera. Wow, it's impressive. When you're tempted to do an Avera and you don't, that is a proactive act. In other words, if at this moment uh, you're not really tempted to murder anyone, you are not fulfilling the mitzvah of thou shalt not murder. It's not in the ballpark of reference. But if right now it was the case in point, and you were at the edge, and you pulled back from the edge, it's not just you didn't do something wrong. You did something very, very right. If at this moment you're tempted, you have something that you must say, an angry word, a sarcastic word, a put-down word, a word of Lashon Hara, and you hold yourself back, you just did something positive. And rejoice. You just fulfill the mitzvah. The mitzvah is lo susuru. You've done a good job. And this is no less than any other mitzvah. If you did the mitzvah tzedakah, you'd be happy. You did a chesed, you'd be happy. You davened, you'd be happy. You held back from indulging in anger, rejoice. You held back from indulging in nervousness, rejoice. You held back from a nasty comment, rejoice. Rejoice because you're doing a mitzvah. Rejoice because you're fulfilling your mission. Rejoice because you're proactively doing something that's creating tremendous godly energy. Not really explained here, but in other places in Hasidus, it says the godly energy of a prohibition is even stronger than a positive commandment. So rejoice. You're doing your job, and you're doing a good job. Rejoice in your lot. That is today's Tanya. Any questions, please unmute yourself, star six. Okay. Let's work on it. It's good, wonderful, liberating work.